1: Here we go! Oh, Boom! Here we are the end of phase
0: two, my friend. I can't believe it. My mind's blown. It's,
1: it's the end of phase two. It is. It is the. It's the end of phase two. It, it's taken us. So we started this mid-May. Yeah. Currently, well, you could say mid to late, mid to late August. Yeah. Here
0: we go. You know when you said to me, you're like these. These are gonna fly by. Oh. We need to pace ourselves, and mate, this really has flown by. Oh, it,
1: it, it is! We will be in twenty twenty two before we, we before we blink.
0: Madness, absolutely madness! It's, I mean, so you know, so the the last film of Phase Two in the MCU is uh, Ant Man. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Ant Man today. But yes, hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Don't Be a Hero podcast. It is I, Matt, and Forrest. Once again, going to delve deep into another MCU movie. Are you ready for it? Let's
1: go. Oh, wow. We are. Boom. We were straight into it. Just then. Matt's, Matt's not messing about. He's got, his dressing, about. got his dressing gown on. He wants have. to bed. So let's, let's get crap. <laughs> I mean, I've got to say straight from the off, the listeners will not appreciate how bang tidy you are looking right now, mate. Thank you, my friend. Oh. Thank
0: you, my friend. Don't worry, we'll take a photo later. We'll put it on the Instas.
1: I want to wrap that up and send that all the way to.
0: There, there is nothing more um, of a well depicted image right now to what my age is in terms of what I am wearing. I'm wearing a waffle uh, dressing gown, which is which is the be- the best type. And guess what? It's not even mine. It is Rachel's.
1: Oh well, we were.
0: So why I'm I'm peeking.
1: Right now, in this, my um, I've got to say, so Sophie's uh, an English teacher, she's been off for uh, about ten and a half years at this point for summer. <laughs> I like. <laughs> and uh, it's got to the point in the holidays where, um, Sophie is now, I'm coming back home, and Sophie's just wearing my loungewear and is just, just, just laying there, like amazing. I'm like, Jesus Christ, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a sight. In, in defence to all teachers out there, they, they deserve that rest. They do. <laughs> they do they, but I, I feel like partners of teachers really do deserve a rest.
0: I feel like our last few like episodes, especially during the summer holidays, mm. have been quite relaxed. And I, and I definitely get that vibe right now, though. Like, I'm in my dressing gown. You've got a glass of red wine there, my
1: friend, which is a bit... <laughs> I just saw you take that sip. I'm just absolutely living a suave laugh. I've got a glass of red. You're in your dressing room. Uh We yeah. are well and truly, like... It's we go back to episode one and we were like, oh, God, we don't know, oh, what's the energy going to be like? Now we're like, fucking, let's just lounge back. Let's talk about... It. It's us while away the hours. Let's have, let's have, you know, package you up in a dressing room.
0: Hello. Welcome to a late version of Don't Be a Hero Podcast with me, Matt, and Forrest. Oh,
1: don't Be a Hero After Dark. Oh. <laughs> Summary. You ready?
0: I'm, I'm so. This is the last summary of phase two. Let's, just, let's just relish. Relish? Relish? Relish, Ooh, relish? relish in
1: this moment. It's just relish. relish. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> just relish. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm going to hit you up. Forced out of his own company by former protege Darren Cross, Dr. Hank Pym recruits the talents of Scott Lang, a master thief just released from prison. Lang becomes Ant-Man, trained by Pym and armed with a suit that allows him to shrink in size, possess superhuman strength, and control an army of ants. The miniature hero must use his new skills to prevent Cross, also known as Yellowjacket, from perfecting the same technology and using it as a weapon for evil. So, basically...
0: The whole plot for the first Iron Man movie, right?
1: Oh Mike, are we starting straight there? Oh <laughs> I'd like to take a bite of my chicken, but no 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 no. Yes. A hundred him. Do I literally the first five minutes I saw Darren Cross, I was like, there's Obadiah. Pim. Yeah. Oh, there's Hank. Okay. Tony um Howard Stark. Bish Bash Bosh. No, I was like okay it it, it is a complete rip yeah. uh, that that arc is a complete rip the
0: the story of um okay let's have uh the antagonist with another version of the same suit that does exactly the same thing but they will use it for evil like oh okay <laughs> okay all right fine, which is like okay fine it's you know couple or cut out kind of stuff there um Initial, th- yeah, no, before I go straight into a massive rant, um, initial thoughts, Forrest. I know you've got a, f- you've got a face full of food, my friend. Um I,
1: have. um, I am, I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat, yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that is happening. <laughs> um, do you know what? Aside from the clear rip of Iron Man and, mm-hmm. the, and Obadiah, but it, uh, because for me. Until the end, I feel like they're gonna right the wrongs of Obadiah, right? Darren Cross, I quite like the villain of Darren Cross, and I mm-hmm. thought, oh, we're gonna get we we gonna get a longer life for Darren Cross. No. Um but having rewatched it, I've gotta say, I quite enjoyed it for what it is. I did it I took away the Marvel element, I took away the phases. And I thought, right, I'm just going to watch Ant-Man as if it's the same film. I, th- I thought it was good. It gave me Home Alone vibes a little bit uh, in certain certain scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it gave me good comedy vibes in other scenes. Uh, Paul Rudd is quite good in various uh, parts of the film. Mm-hmm. Um I got a good uh, sen- I got a good sense of Marvel being involved. So I quite like when he goes to um, the the headquarters for Shield, yeah. Um, the Avengers base, shall I say? It's not. Yeah, it's not Shield. It's the Avengers base. Uh, quite like that. Um, yeah. So overall, reasonably happy. What about yourself?
0: I do you know what i i'm gonna tell you a little uh this is this is where my head's at with this movie so like i said in the last episode i said i will go in with a clean slate with a blank canvas and just try and just pretend uh, of any kind of preconceived notions i had of it prior to watching it for the first time and uh i'm gonna go in clean so i did that's literally what i did and i went oh you know what like you say forrest the first the first kind of moments I didn't really enjoy, but there's, there, was, there, were, there were moments in Ant-Man that I was like, oh, okay, I'll get it. But I, there was this overarching kind of almost like cloud, like peering or like just magnifying and getting bigger, this cloud turning into rain and then a thunderstorm of kind of going that feeling of the Hulk when I was watching the Hulk. Mm. Where it was like, there's something fundamentally wrong with the pace of this movie. Or how the story is being told section by section moment by moment there was it it didn't not not to say it wasn't as jolty as you know edward norton's hulk but there were just there were just moments where i was like oh this is serious oh this is a comedy movie oh this is that bit oh that's interesting there was moments of drama there was moments of kind of like uh so adam mckay um, came into and I had to do a bit of research here. So there's been issues with kind of the the script yeah. and the direction of this. So I think Edgar Wright was on board originally with Joe Cornish. Yes, he who, what?
1: Yes, he what? I forgot all about this. Do you remember this? Yes, because Edgar Wright being part. So Shaun of the Dead is my favourite ever film. Yeah. I keep going on about Matt about the Cornish trilogy. Yeah. And I, yes, Edgar Wright was confirmed for Ant-Man uh, and it absolutely had me buzzing. Yeah. And then I believe, and you, you're, um, you're about to tell us anyway, but yeah, yeah. He, he leaves for you know, over creative differences, right?
0: I think it's because I think the original, and this is, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but what I've heard from other YouTube videos um, is that the uh, original screenplay wasn't tightly connected to the MCU. And obviously, by this point, and I think it was like a 10-year project for Edgar Wright. He's always wanted to do an Ant-Man movie. And it was mm. it was never <clears throat> tied into the MCU. But obviously, Kevin Feige was like, Psh, K-Dog, you know, being K-Dog, has to have a LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff, which is fine, which I'm all for, to be honest. You know, I feel like even now, if we were to have an MCU movie that isn't, well, a Marvel movie that isn't connected to MCU, I wouldn't I wouldn't particularly be that interested in it. Um so there was an issue there and for those reasons, um, then we had uh Adam McKay come into it. And Adam is a really famous uh, uh screenplay writer and I think he's directed as well quite a few. Mm. Um with comedy movies with like uh with Paul Rudd and uh Will Ferrell, or all, all those kind of people. Um I I got senses of those kind of lines from Adam McKay movies that I've watched and love. Uh, I think he I think he did Step Brothers, which is one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. Um, okay. So there's, there's kind of like funny one-liners that Paul Rudd obviously naturally delivers perfectly, and which I loved in in Ant Man. But again, there was just this kind of moment with certain characters, like. Um, Hank Pym's daughter. Uh, uh, <laughs> first name that escapes my head. Hope. 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 Thank you. Hope. Um, the the kind of layers of Hope's character was very kind of serious. It was very dramatic, and then in those moments of comedy, it didn't kind of like match for me um, in terms of the energy that Paul Rudd was giving. So that I just feel like that there was pace issues. Hmm. There were certain scene issues for me, certain line delivery issues not really knowing that it felt like it was coming from lots of different people behind yeah. the scenes. That, so that's a really long winded way of me explaining. I didn't
1: really like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, pacing, I pacing. D- I don't know if I've got an issue with the pacing for this in the sense that actually the, I know what you mean, absolutely, absolutely know what you mean in regards to pacing, but, but to be honest, I think given Given the the differing genres and the clashing of, of of what it's actually trying to be, I thought I thought it. So it's a two hour film, this one, right? And I actually thought that yes. at no point in this film I was far more engaged in this film than a couple of other films that we've we've rewatched. Like I was at, I was well and truly absorbed and interested. Uh, I I did it. So in comparison. Uh, I did this in two sittings, and, mo- and most—I I don't think—I know we're, we're supposed to watch it all in one sitting, but let's be honest, <laughs> we're busy. We're busy. We are busy. busy. Um, but I think, but I was thoroughly entertained. I've got to say, and I think for me, because I didn't give Out man a chance at all when it first came out. So yeah, well, I think I, 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 I watched it. Um, but because of everything that happened around it, actually remembering the Edgar Wright, so that really kind of knocked me off of it because I was like, Well actually like my interest now is 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 decreased somewhat. Yeah, um yeah. and and I think we're actually rewatching it, I thought the oh, pacing wasn't too you've got like, like the slower elements when he first goes into Pim's house and he and he takes the suit, it's quite it's, it's quite slow and my the only I think for me the scene that really stands out of being too slow is when they are, um, when they're breaking into the, um, I don't know what he called, like, what's the company name he's breaking Pim. in? Pim. Pym Industries, Pym. yeah, that should have been easier to remember than it was. Um, but yes, when he's breaking into Pim Industries towards the end, and we're getting all those cutbacks to the guys in the van, yeah, it's like very slow. I feel that that for me, that chunk felt very slow, yeah. Um, in regards to the comedy, it is, it's Pim Tech, not Pim Industries, sorry, Pim Tech, Pym Pym Tech. Pym yeah. Um, and, it, and I think, yeah, uh, in regards to the comedy. Uh, for me, it it absolutely yeah, like I said, Adam McKay. You, uh, for I, I know he didn't write it, but when uh, so Scott Lang is hang, like hanging out with his mates, so to speak, mm. um, it kind it gave me quite super bad vibes. Like I got quite super bad esque comedy, yeah. where it's it's not really for me super bad. Uh, the themes are obviously adult, but actually, I find. Some of the scenes in Superbad and the comedy is quite teen-esque. Like, yeah. it's quite young. T- like, Superbad for me, although there are themes in it which are distinctly adult, isn't, I wouldn't class it as an adult film, right? Mm-hmm. Not in the same way that Game of Thrones can be extremely adult-driven, right? Some of the material. So, yeah, yeah. for me, it was a lot of, like, a lot of that comedy, a lot of the young young teen comedy in there when his mates come out. Um and but I I quite like that. I quite I I quite liked the the comedy driven scenes. And then you've got and then you've got Pym and Hope because you can't have an out and out Adam McKay comedy in the middle of a Marvel universe. It, It 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 doesn't it doesn't work. And it and for me it doesn't work in the same extent that I don't like Ragnarok because I think it's it's so comedy it's so comedy driven that for me it just feels completely out of place in the superhero world whereas this film has the comedy but my nature has the the cliched uh romance or the cliched you know perilous moments and for Mm. me that's what provides that what that's what makes it a superhero movie right so it kind of like keeps it it keeps it wholesome human and naturalistic with
0: with dramatic and comedy edges
1: yeah keeps yeah. it keeps it grounded like you know i, I wouldn't want I, i'm not there to watch a, an out and out comedy that's not what a superhero because then for me that ant man can never possibly be treated as serious when mm. in, in upcoming films right mm. um and i th- I do think we're gonna get i might be wrong i do think we're gonna get a more serious tone with the next ant man film which is uh quantum mania is it yeah it yeah Yeah, and I think we're going to strike a slightly serious, like more serious tone, purely because, and we'll go into this. All of this is is um, all of the science. It kind of is kind of coinciding into Kang, right? And what we're what we're going to get into in terms of the bigger plot. So therefore, it can't be out and out comedy anymore because it's gotta it's gotta be Thanos serious to a degree. Yeah. And Ant Man, and we discovered that seriousness in End Game with Ant Man. We discovered like and Scott Lang, and uh, yeah. So for me, yeah, I think actually per- perfectly pitched. But I do, I do understand where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's quite an int- it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I think for me, I I think I probably just spend the whole movie going, wait, what? What is this movie trying to be? Is it a heist movie? Is it comedy? Is it drama? When really I should have just maybe just gone. Actually, no, it's it's all. You know, I don't know. I just did, I couldn't I couldn't find anything that was distinct or unique in the movie from, from my kind of standpoint. With every every Marvel movie that I watch, I want to go. Oh, that th- those moments make me remember about that. Like Winter Soldier.
1: Mm. What I
0: love about Winter Soldier is the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? you remember the sequences in the fight scenes. Um what I, you know, what I love about Iron Man in the first movie is the relationship between Tony Stark and um, uh, Obadiah. Yeah. So you've got uh, you, you've got things, you know, and as well, like the, the original entrance for Iron Man in that kind of Mark 1 suit. There's certain things that kind of make me distinctly remember certain movies and nothing, nothing in this movie makes me. Think of a moment. go, Oh yeah, that was a good moment. Oh yeah, that was a really cool moment. Everything was like it's all right. But I, if you if you ask me in about you know six weeks time, tell me something you remember about the Handman movie. I might not be able to tell you much, or anything I particularly will go. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, I, I I, that's that's the thing. Like it
1: was all right. Yeah, eh. but I feel I feel overall because of that though it like some of the films we watch have had horrendous moments like really bad bits yeah really bad quality bits whereas this i I don't think had a really i don't think there's a a standout moment in this film where i go cool yeah that was awful Mm. which for me lifts lifts the overall film up so what i
0: maybe would have liked to have seen more of okay again and i've said this more than once is that there wasn't enough introduction to what this ant man suit is the legacy of this ant man suit obviously hank pym wore this in the 60s so during the um i think was it vietnam cold war vietnam war a war (laughs) a war that america (laughs) was in at some point yeah right he wore that and and, and, and and fought with the Americans, okay, um, as Ant-Man, okay. I would have liked to have seen that in the first five minutes of the movie to mm. see this suit be used by Hank Pym. Um, and again, I've read that there was rumours that that's what Edgar Wright had planned, is that there was going to be uh, like a sequence of a earlier Hank Pym in the suit didn't happen for whatever reason fine but like I, I would have liked to have seen that again just to understand what the suit is where it's come from who is Hank Pym why is he there what is pim tech what is the difference between pim tech and stark industries um or because you've got to slot this quite big uh, business because PymTech must be a, a you know an equal measure if not a little bit under you know stark industries they, they're a well-known tech company. Why? Why is it taken? What? When did this film come out? Two thousand fifteen, something like that. Yeah. Why is it taken nearly ten years? You know, for us to go. Oh, this. And by the way, this is PimTech. Okay. Oh, what about Hammer Industries? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah don't with that. This is PimTech By the way, hi. You know.
1: But but I but I, I, I think I disagree though, Matt. Because we we get that. It's just not in a standard way. So we we the, we the the film is established through the eyes of Pim going into um, he uh, goes into a meeting with Shield, doesn't he? Because we see Peggy Carter, right? Yeah, uh, and we see um, we see How, Howard Stark, um, and yeah, and we get we get the the view that they're against Pym because um, Pym doesn't want to use use this technology, and they do. Um, and so we and, and then we see later on in the film we see him in the suit you know, you know trying to save his wife that ultimately his wife dies uh, sacrifices herself um and i i feel like so i feel like we did get we did get that and we do get and we do get multiple conversations in the film about the technology we also um there is a there is a part that i really like where he so Pim kind of uh spends a scene um, basically uh, talking against um, Howard Stark, right? Or uh, I think he's talking about Tony Stark at this point. Mm-hmm. right because it, it the whole thing is about i think scott lang maybe like says oh hang on a minute why are we not just using you know why are we not asking tony stark to fill in the gaps here right yeah, yeah. and then and then um and then pimps so I, 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 you know I, def- I don't want to ask the start i don't want to get i don't want to get them involved thank you very much yeah um and so I feel like we are we are getting that, and and they also through that specific scene they they knock on the head the whole uh, right we can we know that there's similarities here between between this story and the Iron Man story right they're, they're quite clearly going right look at it, like we wouldn't be mentioning the uh, you know Stark Industries half as much if um, there wasn't a reason to it right yeah um so and i so i feel like actually if you'd have seen a scene so what I, I i know i know what i need to know at this point by the end of this film about the technology about the suit i know what i need to know and and it's been alluded to rather than forced down my throat with another backstory because we've got we've had that a lot if you look at phase one in phase two that's how we've learned almost everybody's story up to now is to go right. Okay, here's here's the backstory. Here's the suit. Here's you know the technology behind it. Um, and we and we've been force fed you know, And But actually, this is a time where we we don't get that. We we're looking at Scott Lang story rather than rather than Pym story. You know, so we get we're getting we're getting the guy who becomes a superhero not because he knew how to become that superhero. He's been mm. gifted it from somebody else. Um likewise similarly with deadpool right in the sense that deadpool gets gets superhero thrust upon him he doesn't invent superhero yeah and it's quite similar with deadpool they're both you know they're both dodgy characters um so sim- to be both- fair that is something that i do like about
0: ant-man it's how it becomes ant-man yeah. that's quite unconventional you know it's not kind of like um a hero's journey is it he's a criminal like he is a criminal and mm. he's, he was hand by Hank Pym to be the next Ant-Man Got nothing to do with you know is he is he is he heroic has he got the qualities of you know uh Stephen Rogers no he hasn't mm. he's got different types of qualities and different types of way that will work for the suit which is which what I that is why I did enjoy um I I Again, I th- I don't know. I think I th- I don't know. I think I'm just a lazy audience member. I think I just like to be. Just tell me everything. Just tell me everything through a scene so I can see it. Don't say it. Just show me. Um, <laughs> which is probably why I always kind of say these things. But again, I'll, you know, I'm just interested in those kind of details. And again, it it could be you could easily have. I I keep bloody saying this, but you could easily have a Disney Plus TV show of the Ant-Man or Ant-Man as Hank Pym in the military uh, 60s, 70s, working for S.H.I.E.L.D. during those moments, during those decades, with then uh, Peggy Carter being in that series as well, with Howard Stark. You could probably go back to Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark in that, and then have kind of these episodes... Kind of playing into it, and you can have all kinds of interesting things going through there as well from different storylines of Peggy Carter and tech industry at uh, Stark Industries and that kind of stuff. So maybe, maybe that was just why my brain was
1: trying to go. I mean, if it were up to you, Matt, I think half of the universe would have a TV series. I
0: I don't know whether I'm just kind of trying to put something out in the universe. <laughs> so, someone goes, Hey, this mad guy, he knows what he's talking about, he should come and produce this TV shot, right?
1: america are you calling <laughs> every superhero has a tv series here's cauliflower man <laughs> a 20-part season <laughs> about his journey hey,
0: could you imagine me just going into like disney plus headquarters and just having a sit down meeting and i be like oh Oh, we've heard you from the Don't Be Hero podcast. That, that's great stuff. Yeah, but you always seem to be talking about the stuff that you don't like in terms of wanting to make everything a TV series. And I'm like, well, yeah. So I want it's an Obadiah it. <laughs> It's not enough.
1: It's just not enough, Disney. Plus. I want to see more. I don't want a two hour film. I want 10 installments, an hour exactly. each. I want 10
0: hours. I don't want these silly little shorts of I Am Grew. I want full foot leave. Funded, big budget, out episodes, Game of Thrones style. Let's yeah, yeah. hack out the millions. I don't know. Yes. Um, I uh, particularly enjoyed uh, Luis uh, in, as a character. In terms of comedy relief, I think there was yeah. some awesome moments there. Um, there were, it, I think the moments that stuck out for me, again, if I was to be asked, there was a moment you particularly enjoyed. This would probably be anything that came from Luis's mouth. Um, but the kind of the flashback, the, the use of the flashbacks with Luis was very Edgar Wright esque. I thought,
1: oh yeah, one you know, to the
0: Winchester kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: you yeah, yeah. See yeah. that came from him, one hundred percent. And it, yeah, it it was it was fantastic. I think for me, the Luis was. Um, I felt sometimes they kind of hit us over the head a bit too much with Luis like in terms of the comedy I I think for me I preferred the scenes with Luis which weren't quite so um, I felt the flashbacks the cinematography is Edgar Wright but actually you can tell the oh maybe I'm wrong maybe those scenes are written and you know uh, and designed whatever but um, I've I feel like sometimes we were knocked on the head a bit by that comedy. Like it was too much like, oh, and then he told me this, he told me that. And it's like the power of three, but they did like five people. And by that time I was a bit like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm kind of lost. Like it's too much information is being fed through three people for this to be a funny moment. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my favorite Luis moment was the, um, uh, was actually in um, Pim, what did you call it? um where he takes out the guard um and then he um where he comes back and he goes oh sorry man I forgot about you and he's like in the middle of this absolute warfare and he's helping this guy like pulling him out and so it's just little I felt a little tidbit tidbits of Luis were far better than the flashbacks um but the f- yeah first one or two flashbacks were quite funny the general idea was funny but i feel like it could have been executed better
0: yeah, like. yeah yeah um shall we uh, this is going to take up quite a bit of time so i wonder whether we should talk about it now because it's it, we need we need to talk about the quantum realm because there's one thing that this movie does it mm-hmm. introduces to the mcu uh another dimension and a dimension that is still very much being explored now going into sort of phase going to into phase five now and obviously mm. the quantum realm it's going to play a massive part in phase five and yeah. i think um the way it was introduced was quite i think quite clever I, at first, I thought, oh, they need, to, they need to explain this more. I don't know enough about it. But actually, they give you enough on what it does, what it is, and that's it. And it almost like it only gives you enough information of what they know, because they know very little yeah. at that point of actually what the quantum realm is, yeah. where that is, and how how that's being accessed as well, and what it will obviously soon become
1: in, in phase five, do you know what, as well, Matt? Right, and then sorry to like go broader again. So, you, you, because we raised a couple of times, haven't we, about the fact that they, they allude to a lot in this film, like, it, like you said, the backstory is kind of alluded to, and all really like, right, this is this is the backstory. Mm. Um, and we have to go back to this film initially was written, if we were to believe what Edgar Wright was said, as a Long project of multiple Ant Man films, right? Yeah. Um So actually, of course, of course, stuff was going to be alluded to because they can't. it would. Adam McKay would not have time to completely rewrite the script. So, of, so I, I suppose actually, yeah, of course, stuff was alluded to, and nothing goes into great detail because Ed, the whole point of it was Edgar Wright was going to have multiple films to then explore all of the themes used. Mm. So uh, it kind of you know does back that up, I suppose. But yeah, uh, qu- but like like even then, you know, like we saw what we saw
0: there, right there and then, in terms of the quantum realm, that is uh, a dimension in the multiverse. The multiverse, obviously, the the word multiverse hasn't even been created or even uttered at that point. No one's thought about that concept. So I think that's why I go, like, oh my god, that's quite cool. Like coming back to it now, you're like, of course, these characters know nothing. And knowing again, knowing what's kind of about to happen in the future with these characters and the story of what the multiverse is, it's that it's quite a cool touch. And obviously with the with the quantum realm it can only be accessed through magic um and pimp pim particles. So we got we've got the um quantum realm to come obviously in Doctor Strange. Because he kind of visits that as he's shown, I think in I think in the first half of the movie, he's shown by um, the original person in charge of what's the what's the what's the word? Who's the character that plays her? Plays him? Play
1: no play Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, but who's the what's the <laughs> what's the leader? of the what's the name called the uh, sorcerer supreme oh my god oh go. my days it's caught, it. it's nearly nine o'clock people's so i've finished my tea i'm ne- I'm nearly ready for bed but
1: yes i got there and, and matt is watching me eat so he's like clearly just he's distracted with me i'm, I'm really oh, jealous man. about that red wine it, it, honestly the red wine paired with the chicken <laughs> i'm not beautiful <laughs>
0: do you know what i I went really heavy over the last weekend with alcohol and I was like I "I can't I can't do it I can't have a drink tonight I just can't do it it has to be a tea (laughs) but like I don't know I need to I I, this is what I mean right this people people have mentioned to me I don't have to mention to you Forrest they've gone Matt when I listen to you on the podcast you're always having a drink are you are you okay I'm like (laughs) no i'm i'm fine i'm fine so just so you know people it's not always alcoholic drinks
1: all right no, and and also like with there. I, I, I know this is going off in a tangent but listeners we record once a week Alright, so even if we are having a drink with a fucking podcast, it's one drink, that's suddenly not make us an alcoholic, but we also just have one drink, we're not a podcast about drinking, we've got one <laughs> civilised drink, once a fucking week, alright, put it in perspective, alright, so while you're laying there, listening to this fucking podcast, in your chunky Dairy Lee, or you're fucking chomping on a Mars bar, alright, calm your tits a little bit please, alright. <laughs> Right, anyway. <laughs> well, got to a break. <laughs> what a way to lose everybody listening, Forrest. <laughs> that's, that's very true. I thoroughly enjoy all of your company. Uh keep tuning in. We <laughs> will. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: Oh, yes. But anyway, what was I saying? Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. Yeah. The Quantum Realm is obviously featured in the Doctor Strange movie as well. So yeah, the, the whole multiverse concept isn't really a thing in Phase 2. So it's just, I think that's just quite cool. A quite kind of like quiet, um, subtle introduction into what is effectively another world and another dimension that will soon get explored by many more characters moving
1: forward. It It, uh, it does excite me what what we're doing excites me in this in many aspects but also that it really is putting in context a lot of things that you forget because like we're watching all of these sometimes and i know uh, controversial i know probably to some sometimes you watch a marvel film and there have been so many mcu films sometimes you, you you forget a lot about the intricacies of them all and they start to blur together, going back and rewatching and getting the individual pieces of science and getting the individual steps is really helping to put it back into, you know, back into context. Appreciate all of the films again. Um, And I really am excited now to go to phase three, you know, see, see the kind of the advances in what we learn about, you know, Quantum realm, yeah. Um, seeing the Infinity Stones again, I think just really piecing it back together um, because it is so fragmented now. And it's so large, and it's such mm. a big being the MCU that you know it is really it's it can be quite hard to to keep up. Like I'm I'm not gonna lie, you watch one, you watch a new, you watch a Thor film, and then you're like, Christ, that I lie, which you know twenty different aspects of the Marvel universe are we gonna be talking about now? Uh, and then you end up with the shitty Eternals who just decide to bring a completely you know new layer completely boring as fuck new layer like, no one's interested about and yet they'll get another movie. You
0: know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah they will. But this is the other thing. They they're gonna have to be integral to a to to the phase five. They've got to, right? Or phase six, I don't know. They've got to be part of something. You can't just introduce that and then yeah. not do anything with it. When it's talking about celestial level, that's like that's peak
1: level stuff, right? they're going to be bit but they've done they've also been clever and disbanded all of the Eternals so that they could pop up in it like anywhere fragmented all over the place um but yeah uh,
0: I just uh I don't want to start ranting about the Eternals because it just upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the fact I'll just say it now but like the fact that right now obviously post eternal movies mm. there is a frozen celestial on Earth, like sticking its hand out, and no one's mentioning it. Like no one's mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that celestial that nearly kind of like blew up the planet. Oh yeah, it's kind of like poking its head out with its hand, and no one, it's not, no one's talking about it. N- not even Spider Man spoken about it. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's weird. Is it weird? It is. Uh, yeah. Completely agree. I tell you what, talk about weird. Let's go out Darren Cross Mm. as the main antagonist of this movie.
1: Darren Darren Cross,
0: uh, he's... Uh, That that was the most serious I've ever seen you in (laughs) in, in all of these episodes. You literally lent back Sort of put your finger up towards your face like you're about to kind of really interrogate what I've just asked you. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry, I I stopped you mid flow, Uh, but you
1: looked uh, so serious then. And it's probably also the lighting as well. Oh, it's, yeah. We're going to take a photo later. I can only describe, I look like I've been taken hostage. (laughs) It's (laughs) quite intimidating. Our immediate help. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, I, yeah. I, just I say, step. just
0: say he was shit, Forrest. Come no, on. No,
1: because I don't, I, I feel that what, oh, because I'm comparing him to Obadiah because that, you yeah, know, yeah. What, what, he's what, because he's character. bold, Yeah. Because he's and, literally. What, and he's the same character. Um, is exactly like for like. Obadiah had a nice, lovely public persona, right? Lovely guy, right? And it, was,
0: and it was performed and acted well, but yes, go
1: on. That as well, right? And you can genuinely see that, you know, there is a reason people would gravitate towards him. Yep. Who the fuck has ever gravitating towards Darren fucking Cross, right? And the and the whole idea that um, Pim gravitated to him because he saw himself in him. What? No, you fucking like- did. You that he's got nothing in fucking common, mate what in a, no personality trait no fucking backstory and you know that remotely um you know delves delves into that like, what is that about there
0: was there was nothing like i get the intelligent villain that's using you know his um his boss's tech for his own gain i get that kind of story you see it loads of times in movies you see that kind of uh intelligent evil character in bond movies and and usually it's played by uh quirky actors there's nothing interesting about darren cross even the name darren cross sounds like a banker he sounds yeah. like he's about to fill in your tax return. Hello, it's Darren Cross here. Um, or sell a you know? house. Or sell your house, yeah.
1: Hi, yeah, this is a two-bed year find myself. I've got lovely living spaces on the ground floor. Yeah, uh, my name's Darren Hi, my <laughs> name's Darren Cross and I'm here to sell you a house. <laughs> Look at the size of that garden. Oh, wow. It's a box shed, but fuck me, what a box. (laughs) Let's go golfing on Sunday, yeah. Darren Cross, take my business card.
0: (laughs) Right, if your name is Darren Cross and you're listening to this episode right now, you now have to email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at jmark.com and let yourselves know. How does it feel
1: to be called Darren Cross? And what's your, what's your occupation, Darren? Yes. What what's your occupation? Okay. Yeah. Actually, um, I think you'll find it. Uh, I'm a I'm a lollipop man on uh, Thursdays and uh, Fridays. I quite like to take myself to the local library, <laughs> and, uh, read read a book about Marxism. Uh, that's what I like to do on my Fridays. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! But like, it's. You, I mean, you're being nice about this forest. Mm. You're being very nice. I, don't, I There was. There is nothing. Nothing interesting about that role. When I feel like that, I mean, the 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 villain of Yellow Jacket is interesting. So that that in its own right could have been used maybe a little bit more. I think I, I did quite enjoy his suit. And mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed the moment when he was as he was as yellow jacket and he went into um Scott Lang's uh ex-wife's house which to see uh to then he almost kidnapped Cassie, didn't he, as well. Oh, how long was that, that scene as well? That scene like, it was
1: so long, that scene oh, was so unnecessarily long. So drawn up for two people in that scene. Oh mm-hmm. fucking hell, it's like, But the but the voice he
0: used as Yellow Jacket I quite enjoyed. and yeah. But so it was kind of like you need, so that was threatening in its own right, and that worked, right? But the character, the villain underneath that mask, Mr. Darren Cross, needed to have either, because he did try, I think he did try to play kind of that petulant kind of desperate uh, protege kind of villain. But I think he needed to go a little bit step further, just just be arrogant as, even more arrogant, even more maniacal and and just play that kind of desperation a little bit more just to sort of get that kind of villainous kind of i don't know it would just it just felt uh it, it felt like it he it, it didn't challenge it he didn't challenge it as much as he probably should have
1: still felt like he pushed it more than general ross in incredible Hulk, though. i'll give you that i'll give you that at least it, you know it's strong and wrong I think darren cross but mm. general ross was just you know i'm not gonna bland and tanned, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like if he was kicking and like kicking and screaming when shit went wrong mm. like really like really lost his rag all the time and he there was this kind of immaturity to him or something just a different level a different detail and then when he had this suit on then then he's this kind of more controlled masculine version of him of a a high version of himself um there was it was just i just thought i felt like on the whole it was a little bit of a weak character i'm not going to slate the actor um but like i just felt like the character wasn't really displayed as villainous as it probably could be because i think yellow jacket is a pretty decent villain Mm. and probably deserved a little bit better
1: yes yeah I, I can agree with that. Um, I'd like to do a shout out uh, to David uh, das Malchen, Malchen, Mm-hmm. Uh as Kurt. Do you remember Kurt? Kurt. Kurt. So this is the. Actor oh yeah. Who is also Suicide Squad? he's polka Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I quite. I, I. really. I like that actor anyway. I think that he is quite. Um, he's quite out there with his performance, but that's why they bring him in as a certain type of character. Yeah. Uh, I think he, yeah, I, th- I I thought he was quite nice. I thought, like you say, that, the, you know, you've got Michael Payne, um, Payne, uh, Oh yeah Payer. Payne, 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 yeah. Luis, Kurt and Dave, isn't it? I think is the other one. Uh. Um, so i've got yeah i quite like it quite like them um uh yeah i don't feel like anyone i wouldn't looking at the cast now i wouldn't go oh yeah they were an they were a standout performance and i don't mean anyone in the film had a standout performance but that's literally what i mean though it yeah. was
0: that's why i mean why like it was fine there were no standout performances from anyone yeah,
1: yeah, yeah
0: anyone at all it just felt like everybody was there They they turned up for work they did the thing they did their job. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't special. It was an MCU movie. Like that's like, that's all it was. Yeah. Um. You- I, yeah. Yeah. I still don't think it was bad, like the
1: Incredible Hulk.
0: No. But speaking of which, speaking of which, Forrest, my friend. Yes. I've got a pretty interesting Easter egg. That links Ant-Man to the Incredible Hulk. And I mean Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk. Whilst I eat my last bit of chicken, hit me up. With okay, eight. so I just need to get the name right first. There goes that last drop before I talk about the Hulk and this
1: every, lovely Easter egg. Every last drop, mate. Oh, delicious. Mm, mm, finish mm, off the mm. chicken, finish off the wine. All right, you ready Boom, hit me up with an Easter egg. Okay,
0: so um, I think it's quite... Uh, quick off the pace in terms of the beginning of the movie um you see a really quick shot as scott lang walks down the road um and there's a poster of the pingo dolce or Duce dolce uh drink that uh edward norton's incredible hulk uh was working for in brazil you know that that warehouse i had an oh, issue with that was working oh shit so that exact drink was featured in a poster in Ant Man, for a split wow. second, which again kind of confirms everything. But like in terms of that drink, it still exists out there. Yeah, it still exists out there.
1: Um, and also, almost I like
0: knew this film was going to be, you know, compared compared to to the Hulk. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of the Hulk, have you watched She Hulk yet? Oh, <laughs> do you know what Matt? I have. Have Give you me- watched?
1: Have you watched the full first episode before? I,
0: I have now. Yes,
1: I have, my friend. Right. Okay. So, we're, this because uh, have you got any um, fan fiction this week? Uh, do you know what? I don't. Fine. So let's let's lead out with some She-Hulk chat. Ah, lovely. That sounds like a good, good
0: I, For a moment there, my my friend, I, I thought you were about to ask me to read out some She-Hulk fan fiction. I was about. <laughs> I, I I and I'm not lying. I got pretty nervous
1: there. <laughs> I'm not. Pur- I'm not purposely trying to get you in the dirt. That's uh, no, no. So after, after last week, I think I peaked. <laughs> you peak, and you peak very quickly on the land of fan fiction. I've got to be honest, um, but we will um, because yeah, we'll go into that. But we have got to do a highlight show and then decide what we're going to do following up on Facebook. Absolutely, um, and join some
0: more Easter eggs. Oh, hit me up, mate. I got
1: some. I got uh, a couple mate. more Easter eggs.
0: She Hulk. Boom. Okay, so uh Christine Everett, does that name ring a bell? No. Christine Everett is the uh journalist that was featured in the first Iron Man movie, which is funny because we again we've been talking about Obadiah, we've been talking about the first Iron Man movie. Um she's featured as well in the movie, um in ter- uh, doing a uh uh one-to-one kind of like like what we are on Zoom right now, like screen screen interview. Um, I don't know if whether it hit the film or not, but it's, I think it's either a deleted scene or on an extended version. I don't remember seeing it when I watched it a couple of days ago, but mm. I've watched a video seeing that there's an Easter egg about it, so it might be a deleted scene. But they featured her character interrogating and interviewing Scott Lang whilst he was in prison. Ooh. Um, and she mentioned she interviewed Iron Man and all that kind of stuff as well. So she's in it again so she's there um the other one last one which i think again it's all like oh that's really why didn't they make more of that basically oh, yeah. there is a there is a henchman um that is part is in a few scenes actually working for darren cross um and it's really subtle on his neck is a ten rings tattoo linked to the mandarin okay mm-hmm. The same tattoo that's linked in iron man 3 and also um the actual 10 rings uh, as well so the actual people that took that captured the fake mandarin in iron man 3 so it kind of links to shang chi and the idea is that this henchman was trying to get the pin particles to use um for you know for the for the 10 rings organization uh, which are all or just trying to learn about it. I don't know. But there's theories based around there. If you've heard that theory out there and know a little bit more, do let us know. Um, but yeah, so he's there. He gets taken out as well, I think by somebody. I think it might be Scotland um, uh, and he's still got the tattoo on. So it is very deliberate. It's not like, a oh, let's just throw this in for a laugh. In yeah. every shot he's in, he's got that
1: neck tattoo. Wow. Yeah, I love that love that mid credit scene also Pim shows hope her new wasp outfit
0: yes ready for Ant-Man yeah. ready for Ant-Man I kind of feel like hope should have suited up in this movie mm-hmm. I think that's that's literally what a whole we haven't really spoken about hope char- Hope's character I think she again I just I don't know there was just kind of seriousness at the character that I couldn't really grasp at the time but then As it deepened in terms of the reason what happened, in terms of why she was kind of pushed out of the family and protected in that kind of respect, because he, Hank, didn't want the same way what happened to mum to happen to her. Which then, oh, okay, I get that, I get that. Um, I quite enjoyed her performance. I wanted her in the wasp suit at the end of this movie. Yeah. I wanted her in that final sequence. I wanted her to take out Darren Cross. That would have been cool.
1: That would have killed us. 100%
0: then you could have played into a little bit more of the angst kind of like i'm working for this absolute douchebag you know he could have been an absolute ass to her a little bit more maybe in the movie just to kind of justify it and then at the end you could probably get this really cool moment where scotland goes to take her out take him out and then you know she goes no nope, i got him boom yeah
1: end credit scene Falcon walks in on Captain and Bucky Barnes trying to do something out of uh, out of Starks attention. So we're leading into the events of Civil War, um, which is the next Captain America film, um, which is, I believe, the opener for phase three, Um, which, yeah, incredible. I, I I love that. Love that little teaser. Civil War is an incredible film, We've got some incredible movies on the way. Phase three is pretty big. Um, with phase three, uh, before we get there, we need your help. What shall we look at first? What should we look at generally in the middle of the gap between phase two and phase three? So there's you've got what if You've got um, Agent Carter. You've got, um, oh is it Agent Carter the Agents of Shield? Agents of Agent, Shield, Agent got. Shield, and Agent Carter. To be honest, Agent yeah. Um, we got so we got loads of TV series that we could look at. Do we go Man of Steel? Should we start with some DC? Do we go completely wildcard and do the Cornetto trilogy? do there's all sorts of stuff that we can do and we need your input our dear listeners
0: absolutely and then what we can do as well is that we can make it a little bit different we can make it fun we can come up with good ideas little tidbits here and there make it maybe more interactive like we don't have to kind of follow the same format that we follow in our uh, chronological order of the mcu universe so we've got an opportunity here to just go absolutely wild my friends
1: Wild. wild um so yeah so send us an email get in touch with us via twitter drop us an instagram message however which way do it this way if you're not messages before do it now right do it compulsory. make it make compulsory it if you're listening right now you have to man, right. man-, man- um, so, don't be a hero podcast at gmail.com or Instagram uh, or Twitter, DBAH podcast or on Instagram, don't be a hero podcast. Ooh, oh, look at that. Pump it out, mate. It out. Roll, rolled off the tongue there, my friend. So, before we ring out, let's talk about She Hulk. She Hulk. Oh, do you know what? Um,
0: the I actually read the reviews before I watched it mm. and I got really, really super hyped for it. And I watched the first episode and I was like, ah, uh, okay, 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 fine, yeah, no, yeah. And I was kind of like, no, yeah, <laughs> it is good, it is good. Um, so I did enjoy it, I did enjoy it. I think we've got you've got some, I mean, Tatiana, uh, Masolani, uh, is an incredible performer, mm. In- incredible um so I'm really really excited to see more of, of, of her
1: yeah I think for me strong points are smart Hulk strong points are the diet some of the dialogue is incredible so uh, it's a bit where she Hulk is talking about um basically feminism is addressed right and she's talking about how you know she doesn't need it doesn't need to control her anger because she does it every fucking day. and i love that i thought that was honestly such a great scene yeah well it, it was really good really good um and the whole the whole episode has some very strong moments of that um i yeah i do think the worst part of the entire episode and I really, really don't want it to uh, become common in the series. And I've got a feeling it will do is when she looks directly into the camera in the first five minutes, that is the worst part of an MCU related material we have got for many, many years. It is all please, please medium TV medium, cinematic medium stop fucking doing direct to cameras in a literal fashion right you can do direct to cat you can do direct to audiences right in a different means stop looking at cameras it's not fucking cool right works on stage because there's a whole theory behind it of breaking the fourth wall doesn't work on screen. You're just looking down a barrel of a fucking camera and making that medium incredibly fucking cheap. All right. I don't Whoa. like it in bag. Oh. I don't like it in this. Nope. Deadpool pisses me off with it. Wow. Right? I don't like it, Matt. I, I can see that, forests. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want it in me little TV or film oh. places. Oh, okay. All I don't right. Like it, Matt. I'll send an email on your behalf, my friend. Kevin, Kevin, mate, if you're listening, don't fucking do it. All right, I don't want, I don't want it, mate. I don't want it. The camera is not to be looked in because you're fucking ruining it, mate. Ruining it, which is incredibly ironic because my favourite piece of theatre is Brecht. With, and his whole um, his whole goal. It's all about it, right? He's the fuck the 4 4. He loves that. But somehow on stage, mm-hmm. it just works. Ooh. On TV and film. No, yep. yeah. oh, okay. I can't. I can't. I can't. That's why I can never get in the flea bag, man. You can't. People no, clearly. I want about flea. They love the flea bag. I, I love it. I, it's great. You love it. You love it. <laughs> I can't fucking stand it. Stop looking at me. It's freaking uh, out. Do you want me to stop looking at you for us? No. Okay,
0: all right. <laughs> okay. All righty. Okay, um,
1: Forrester. But yes. But no I, get I- it, no.
0: I get it. I get it. I get it. I think I, I kind of agree with you in the in the respect that if this is within the MCU and this is within that world, within that kind of spectrum, and if it's being played within that kind of thread, as if it is it is as much as it has a different team different directors different vision different tone it is still threaded and winded across a multi-story lined thing uh, it's connected to edward norton's hulk it's connected to all these threads and then all for all of a sudden to go pop i'm gonna address the audience then it does throw that doesn't and i and i get you i get you with that um i I'm used, I'm used to accepting probably a little bit of that because I like it in Fleabag. I like it in certain moments. I like it in certain movies. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think it's great. The way they use that in there, amazing, right? Um, so I get it, but I also like it at the same time from your point of view, buddy.
1: it's fair enough. I can, I can admire your opinion. I like that
0: but I did know I, I enjoyed it I I think it's yeah. I think it's exciting I'm excited to see more um I I want to see more of kind of just where it goes in the grandest scheme of things
1: I think it's going to pull a Loki in the sense that what immediately excited me was that they run into uh, a ship uh, like a um oh my god what would you call it like a spaceship it is a spaceship so they run into a spaceship and that's what causes a crash which causes their you know their gamma blood to mix right and that excites me because yeah. hulk knew what that was right so i'm getting i get the vibe that we're going down a loki uh, direction where you know, first six episodes are going to be quite, you know, all about She-Hulk, all about, you know, oh, what's her life going to be like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I do feel like by the end of this series, we're going to get an incredible, like, inter, you know, interlink with the rest of the universe. And for that, I'm deeply excited. Um, I do hope, I really hope this ultimately is going to get us a new Hulk movie.
0: I think it will. Mm. I think it will. I think it will. I think Tatiana's got some absolute acting chops, mate. Huge action chops. I I really hope that she will remain in the MCU for a long time as this character. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more about it. And maybe we should probably come back to it maybe at some point. And maybe actually do a proper review of it at some point. Maybe, hey, look, if that's something you want us to review about right now, More to tell us, just tell us, we'll do it, we'll do it. You've got to tell us. Um, yeah, yeah, there we go. But Ant-Man, give me how many Quavers out, mate? Out of five Quavers, how many given? Well, not five, no, it's about, is it full bag? Is it a full bag?
1: It, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it half a bag.
0: I'm also going to give it half a bag. Half maybe a- just under, maybe just
1: under. Just stand there. Yeah, fair enough. Half yeah. bag of quavers. That's fair. Um, Yeah, half bag of quavers. Feels odd to be at the end of phase. I think it, mm. it, it, you know it, it. Yeah, just feels odd. But awesome. um, we're we're finished. That's we're finished it. Phase two. Phase well, two we're... Over. and phase three is oh. a fucking rollercoaster ride. I can't like, I can't too. believe I that's was having a look phase. at the films again. Infinity War and endgame and civil war i'm like the fucking oh I, a-
0: I think yeah. when it comes to infinity war and endgame and to be honest maybe just every single one to be honest maybe maybe all of the avengers team up one civil war maybe could be the first one to phase through. i i'm sure i think we need to be together for those make them pick long ones yeah, yeah. and just because we we're going to need the time we're going to need the time to really go oh. for that
1: endgame is going to be a three-hour podcast, so you better get you better get ready. One of our fans, Nathan. Oh my god! One of our fans, Nathan, disclosed to me that he listens to the podcast um whilst whilst uh, his washing is being done, so he knows at the end of the hour and a bit that the washing's ready. Right? That's nice. Sorry, Nathan, but for Endgame, your washing's going to be done and then probably a little bit, you know, damp. Because yeah, you're going to leave it in that washing machine for, for quite a long while after, mate. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. That's so. That's true. And actually, maybe, maybe in those episodes, those big ones that we'll do, maybe we'll get some guests on, like Nathan, for instance. Okay, we'll get people on, get their thoughts as well. Let's make it a celebration. Because look, we're at, we're already done, done phase two. This is we're going through this. We're going through this. But our next episode, people, will be the highlights episode of phase two okay but please do make sure you give us your emails your thoughts on phase two on the podcast on ant man anything suggestions for what we can watch next okay please let us know because we'll make sure that's featured in the highlights episode all right team um thank you so much love love you love you all i love you all i mean for, sorry about Forrest rant earlier about our drinking uh, and the fact that we're not, we're not, we aren't alcoholics. I can, I can only advocate for the fact that we
1: are. I apologise for you know. I've gone on a couple of rants. Uh, yeah, you, you,
0: it's, it's been a stressful week so far for you, mate. Yeah, okay.
1: I think so. I'm about to uh, complete on a on a brand new house purchase, and impatience is 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 not the word. And I think you know that's 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 badly interfered with 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 my podcast uh recording there so I, I can only apologize it's all for good um, my friend it's, it's all good i love i love all of you and especially you matt you i love put, your beautiful face oh god you put our dressing gown in that bed where it deserves to be and you go mm. and man almighty sleep
0: can <laughs> you hear that that's me that's my that's my hairy chest rubbing against this wonderful waffle dressing gown
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be a Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at, at gmail.com. Make sure you
0: subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms
1: for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be a Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be a Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.